ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into this Friday, September 8th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to get your text in this hour. We'll do so at 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. we got high school football to get into tonight. It is a football Friday night. The Ashland Tomcats are in action, taking on Bardstown. We'll hear from Dickie Martin in a few minutes. Also, we've got Saturday football action, Spring Valley on the road, Cabell Midland and Ironton playing in a neutral location game. This is going to be a unique situation. They're going to be at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So while the Herd's on the road tomorrow at ECU playing, Jones C. Edwards Stadium is going to be rocking two fantastic fan bases in high school football. The Cabell Midland Knights, the Ironton Fighting Tigers, all of that's going to be happening tomorrow at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Should be cool to see. And, of course, we're going to have video streaming of that, and you can listen to the game on the radio as well. You can tune in to the Cabell Midland Knights on 97.9 The River. And you can also tune in to the Thundering Herd tomorrow. Kickoff is coming up at 4 o'clock on Saturday. We'll have the game. We get things underway at 1 o'clock. We're going to be at 20th Street, Geno's 20th Street, for another edition of College Football Today to get things kicked off. So we hope you can invite all your friends to come down and see the game on the multiple screens they have there. And, of course, come down for all the pizza specials. We've got a fun show planned for you tomorrow. I think you're going to be excited. But let's get this weekend started off right. It is your Friday night kickoff, and it's time to kick off the Thundering Herd getting set for ECU. The Marshall Thundering Herd kicked off their 2023 season with a hard-fought come-from-behind victory last Saturday, securing a 21-17 win over Albany in front of 25,101 fans. Unlike the usual blowout victories over FCS opponents, Marshall found itself facing a formidable challenge. Despite a slow start, Marshall's head coach, Charles Huff, gained valuable insights about his team's capabilities. We should have been able to have a little bit more consistency, but the things we found out really have helped us understand who we are, who can do what. Some guys only have a certain play rep count right now, and they can't get Once they get past a certain amount of plays, their minds start to spin too fast. So all of those things. Um, obviously, I get it from the fan perspective. They showed up, and that was phenomenal. Probably the biggest crowd since I've been here. Really good job. Um, I know that they they want to see the scoreboard lit up. Awesome. I agree. I want to see wins. My expectation is to win. Their expectation is to show up, and they did. And we won. So it's a great Marshall day. Now, did we win in flying color fashion? Half the teams in the country would trade places. Trust me, half the team that played last night. Love to trade places with the 1-0 barely victory. So, um, but don't get me wrong. I'm not overshadowing the fact that we got a lot of work. To do. We, we, we do have a lot of work to do. We got a lot to improve on. Um, but I'm not going to make our guys feel like we lost the game because we didn't play up to the standards of Vegas, Thundercast predictions, or whatever else that may be. Today, the Thundering Herd will face off against their former Conference USA rival, East Carolina. The Pirates hold an 11-5 record against the Thundering Herd, including a memorable 42-38 win in 2021. 
They overcame a 21-point fourth quarter deficit against the Herd, capped off by a one-yard touchdown run by Rajah Harris with 55 seconds remaining in the game, sealing an improbable comeback win where ECU trailed 38-21 entering into the fourth quarter. When asked about the rivalry, Marshall defensive end Owen Porter acknowledges it, but more importantly, wants that win back. I mean, I'm sure it is. Uh, we won our look back for sure from the last game. Uh, I believe we were up 38-21, right? something like that. We are up 17 points, and they ended up coming back and beating us. Trent talks about it all the time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we, uh, we got a little pep in our step to get this one back this time. East Carolina plays a tough physical brand of football and brings back several key pieces from last year's offense. One notable obstacle Marshall faces this week is the need to prepare for not one, but two quarterbacks, Mason Garcia and Alex Flynn. Last year, they were one of the top offenses in the country. Um, this year, they returned some of those pieces. The quarterback um, is doing a really good job for them, uh, Mason Garcia. Um, they're playing two guys right now, so they're both having some success. We're preparing for both of them. Um, very similar in styles, different from last year or different from last week's guy. Um, they're a little bit more standing in the pocket, strong arm, athletic, um, more of the Tebow body, if that would make sense, more of the um, you know, 6'4", 6'5", 240-pound guy with a really strong arm um, that can run, not necessarily a scrambler or a guy that's going to pull it and go 60, but a guy that can pull it down, step up in the pocket and get six and lean into a guy for a first down. So uh, we're preparing for both. Um, the backup, um, Alex Flynn, a little bit shorter, but still a bigger, stockier guy with a really strong arm. The one thing you see from this unit offensively is um, their offensive system is in place. You know, the, the system they run is really consistent. You look Even when you look at last year to this year, their play design and what they're trying to do, areas they're trying to attack the field, um, is really consistent, so they do a really good job there. Marshall linebacker Owen Porter said despite the loss to Michigan, this is a good football team that Marshall will be facing today. We lost a lot of guys last year. Uh, even five-year starter quarterback, something a little over 13,000 yards, uh, four different wide receivers, uh, same offensive coordinator though, so it'll be the same game plan. Um, they're a good football team all the way around. I don't think the score against Michigan really shows they played good. Um, the score maybe just didn't look that way. So they're a good football team, works out. On the defensive end of the ball, East Carolina presents a formidable challenge as they play with an aggressive and fast-paced style. Coach Hoff acknowledges the difficulty posed by the ECU defense. They're going to pressure, stunt, move often um, to try to create a lot of confusion up front, try to create a lot of edges. Um, their guys are aggressive, they're fast. Marshall wide receiver Demarcus Harris says he will need to stay alert because of the different looks designed to confuse an offense. They do a lot of a lot of movement in the back end um, that, could, that confuses um, even me as a receiver. Um, so, you know, watching the film, studying it, we're I'm, I'm sure we'll have a good game plan for it. Marshall center Trent Holler sees a lot of veteran leadership and chemistry from familiar faces from his playing time at ECU. Um, they've been playing together uh, since, I mean, I was there as their teammate, so they have a lot of chemistry. Um, you know, they've built the guys up since they've been there, and, you know, they play pretty good. They play gap sound. Um, you know, that whole defense is pretty good. So, I mean, they kind of just feed off each other and they use a lot of energy. This game has been described as a friendly rivalry due to the connection these two programs share with the victims of the 1970 Marshall plane crash, a fact that will be on display today in the honoring of former Marshall football coach Red Dawson. 
but Kochop has reasons why he doesn't want the game to be just about that. Yeah, we did We did a little bit of a preview of it um, that last week of camp when we went out to the cemetery and we kind of gave a little prelude when we named uh, Coach Red, honorary captain. You know, we kind of explained the situation about this week. Um, for us, we're going to try to keep the focus on we, we, we got to go down and execute really well. Um, no disrespect to the events and the people involved in, involved in that. I think they're going to honor Coach Red at halftime. Him and his wife are going to be there. Um, but I wanted to make sure we handled that separately, separately from game week because I wanted those guys to accept that, hear that. You know, they gave Coach Red a round of applause and he spoke to the team for a little bit. Um, but this week, I wanted to be about execution. We got a lot to get cleaned up. Um, and now we know who we are. We, we got to go really reestablish our identity. Coming up next on this edition of The Drive, I'll have a conversation with the voice of the Ashland Tomcats, Dickie Martin. Still to come, we'll hear from Jason Toy and Matt Perry. High school football Friday night across the tri-state here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Working Man Store in Huntington. Check out the biggest inventory of scrubs in West Virginia, featuring brands such as Jockey, Dickies, Wink, and Cherokee at the best price. Working Man Store has one of the largest selections of big and tall shirts, jackets, and jeans in the area. Working Man Store is the king of blue jeans with Levi's, Dickies, Carhartt, Lee, and Wranglers in sizes up to 72. And Working Man Store has the best selection of men's work boots and casual shoes anywhere at the best price. Working Man Store, open every day at 140 Fifth Avenue or online at workingmanstore.com. Hey, Tri-State. Frank's Place, formerly Centers in Saints Bar, is under new ownership. Stop on by and check out Happy Hour from 4 to 6 p.m. and other daily specials. If you're a sports fan, they have what you need. Coming up from the NCAA Tournament, Major League Baseball to the XFL. And listen up. If you're a first responder, stop by Frank's Place and check out the specials they have for you. Frank's Place, located at the River Place Plaza next to Fratelli's. Check them out on Facebook for weekly updates and specials. Frank's Place, your home away from home. Have you tried everything to lose weight with no success? Want to try Ozempic or Wagovi but can't find it anywhere? If that's the case, you need Bluegrass Drip Wellness and Aesthetics in Ashland right now. At Bluegrass Drip, their medical staff will tailor a program that will serve your specific weight loss goals. The best part? You can start losing weight with compounded semaglutide today. Don't wait for new year, new me. Find Bluegrass Drip on Facebook and Instagram. Bluegrass D-R-Y-P and start losing weight today with Bluegrass Drip Wellness and Aesthetics in Ashland. Stalwart Insurance is the name for insurance in the tri-state. They are committed to delivering tailored benefit solutions with thoughtful, strategic planning with valuable professional services. Stop by or call Stalwart Insurance for your homeowner's insurance needs. Stalwart Insurance is located right beside Kenny Queen Hardware on Route 10 in Barbersville. Call Stalwart Insurance anytime at 304-552-3883. That's 304-552-3883. Or visit them online at stalwartinsurance.com. Meet Bruce. Hey there. He's a busy soccer dad who's trying hard to learn the game. Go for the end zone. Whoops. Luckily, other things come easy, like banking with Chase. On a tip from his banker, he set up autosave in the Chase mobile app. So what are you saving for, Bruce? Father-daughter soccer camp. Smart bankers, convenient tools, one bank with the power of both. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Autosave requires a Chase checking and savings account. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Serving my country required sacrifice. Sacrifice that changed my life forever. I remember the day I came home. Because of my injuries, this house wasn't right for me anymore. 
I remember the narrow doorways, the small bathrooms, the shelves out of reach when in my wheelchair. Every day was full of obstacles. I felt trapped. I remember a better day, the day my family received a specially adapted custom home from Homes for Our Troops. That day changed everything. Now we have a safe and accessible home to enjoy the freedom I fought for. This place, our home, is exactly what we needed to rebuild our lives. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. How can I help my daughter with her reading? Searching for help with dachshund reading. (laughs) Let me try. Sarah's bright, but when she's reading, she has trouble sounding out words. Playing world music. What? I give up. Wait, I was trying to show you how Sarah feels every day. Redirecting to understood.org. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now the voice of the Ashland Tomcats, Dickie Martin. Last week, the Ashland Tomcats ventured into West Virginia and beat George Washington 42-21. The Tomcats improved to 3-0. And in that contest, LeBriant Strader, 13 of 22 for 237 yards, three touchdowns. And then on top of that, he was 13 for 57 on the ground had two touchdowns. The Tomcats outgained George Washington 434 to 277. And Dickey, this was a seven-point game with eight minutes and 54 seconds to go in the third quarter, and then the Tomcats yep. just shut it down. We did. We shut them out in the fourth quarter. They uh, they made some adjustments on us in the third quarter, and we, were, we weren't able to score, and that got them within seven. And uh, they had the ball. And we're going down the field, um, but our defense finally uh, rose to the occasion, and uh, we got a couple of stops. We got an interception uh, from Braxton Jennings, and then we got a fumble recovery from Braxton Jennings, and we stopped them a couple of times and uh, put a couple of scores on the board. And uh, so, it quite honestly, Paul is a closer game than the score indicates, but um, we were able to coast in for a three touchdown win, and it was a good win for us. Hate to see this series come to an end, but uh, they're good people. They got a good football program, got a good football team, um, and I know their record doesn't show it, and it probably won't show it for another couple of three weeks. But they've got they can put points on the board. They got they got some problems on defense, but uh, they've got Hurricane and Huntington High. They started off with Cabell Midland and Ashland, so they got a very very difficult schedule. But if they can, you know, just get by these first four games, I think uh, GW is going to be just fine. Let's talk about that series just for a second. It seemed like it was becoming a really nice series, but unfortunately the realities of West Virginia school, Kentucky school, you've got to maintain a certain level in Kentucky right. as far as wins, games that count. And so George Washington, unfortunately the victim of paperwork. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And that's, that's exactly what's happened. So um, we got this silly RPI uh, rating system over here that's not very good, to be quite honest with you, but uh, that's what they the state decided on, so that's what we got to go with, and that's what we'll go with, so we've had to uh, jump to Ohio schools and West Virginia schools, and it's tough for us to find people to play in Kentucky because 
Well, it just is. <laughs> We've got a good football program, always have. And we, you know, just a couple of years ago won a state championship. So it's that's why we're going to Bardstown tonight. <laughs> it's a long drive. Let's talk about Bardstown. Uh, they're one and two. Their losses are against Cooper, 35 to 14. And they were at Taylor County. They suffered a 34-3 to loss there. Those were their first two games. And they get the win against Thomas Nelson last week, 52 to nothing. What kind of teams are Cooper and Taylor County? And then compare them to Thomas Nelson. Uh, Thomas Nelson is a team. They're a very small, small school there in Nelson County. Um, that just started a football program not too long ago. So they're just building and Quite honestly, they're... Well, I'll tell you, they're not very good. <laughs> so that's where we are with Thomas Nelson. Cooper usually has a pretty good football team. Uh, Taylor County's got some athletes. They're not bad. But I think it, up to this point, our schedule far outweighs theirs. And um, we will be a, the best football team, I think, that they've played up to this point. When you look at them, what's the challenge? I know... You look at a team like this, and you think, okay, Ashland should definitely have the advantage here, but we know how that goes on a given Friday oh, yeah. night or a Saturday night. So, you know, what surprises you or what impresses you when you look at this team? Uh, they've got one guy that basically does it all, Paul. He, uh, his name is Williams. He wears number three. Not very big. He's probably five, 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 six. But um, he runs the ball about 70% of the time of their rushing plays. And then they'll put him in the wildcat and he'll run the ball or attempt to pass it. And sometimes they put him in a wide out and he'll go out and catch the ball. So if you can find him and keep him contained, you should have a pretty good chance of uh, winning the football game. He's not, uh, uh, they've got some other players, but nothing like this kid. And he's, he's, he's tough. He's small. He's got really good speed. And uh, so we got to – you can almost say Bardstown's a one-man team. I don't think they are. But, you know, if you can find him, he, he's he's their offense. He, do, he does it all. Dickie Martin's with us. He's the voice of the Ashland Tomcats. We're going to have that game for you tonight on our sister station. It's Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. We're talking about Ashland's matchup with Bardstown this week. Last week getting the 42-21 victory over George Washington – when you when you look at some of the scores that you've seen over the last few days, you know, and yep. you can you can attribute why a fifty-two nothing against Thomas Nelson for Bardstown. You can probably attribute that to being a small school, as you just mentioned here. But yeah, yeah, you've you've seen some of the teams that put up some really crazy scores in West Virginia, and you oh know, my goodness, yeah, you know what I'm talking about here, as far as Huntington High, okay. Hurricane, some Huntington other schools, High Hurricane, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from someone who covers high school football, follows it from an outside perspective, from Kentucky, you know, what are you seeing that maybe people are overreacting to, and what's wrong with what's happening? Well, I know Coach Seals at Huntington High. I don't know the coach at Hurricane. Um, I do know about their program. I mean, they, from what I understand, Hurricane got twenty-two transfers in this year. Um, that's what I understand. Um, Hank and I is playing with their own. For once, they're able to keep their own players. And Hank and I has got great, great, great talent. Coach Seals is a fine football coach and a fine man. 
And I think, from what I understand and from what I hear, he did everything in his power to keep the score down. It was a, I mean, from what I from what I heard, the starters played maybe a quarter, and and you know, you you put your JVs and your your threes and your fours in there, and your freshmen and stuff, and you go, you can't tell them not to score, not to play hard, and not to you know make good tackles and go after the interception and things of that nature. So. Uh, I don't blame both uh, Coach Seals at all. I don't uh, blame Huntington High. And, you know, when people say, and I've heard this for years, when people say, well, you all got all these transfers and you got this and you got that. And I just tell them, you know what? You guys got to get better. That's your problem. You guys got to get better. And I think that's I think that's the bottom line when Huntington High or Hurricane or Ashland or Ironton or whoever beats a team 50 points, you know, it's time for the other team to get better. That's all I can tell you. How's the system different for those maybe that don't follow Kentucky as closely as uh, maybe the majority of our listeners are you know, probably West Virginia-based. But for sure. those that follow you know, West Virginia more than Kentucky, what's the system like in Kentucky that maybe – because we still see scores like this, as we just mentioned, 52 oh, yeah. nothing against yeah, Thomas it Nelson. It, it happens a lot. Now, some of it is you're facing off against schools that are smaller – are still in your classification, but yeah, that doesn't mean right. that they have the kids that are coming out. And then some of these other programs have had, yeah, you know, a few years ago they had the numbers to compete at the high level, and now they might be a, a high level school, but they just don't have the kids because of the transfer rule here, at least in West Virginia, that's maybe yeah. depleted some of these rosters. You know, what's it like in Kentucky where we still see these crazy scores, but we don't see this movement of players as much, or do we? Well, to be honest with you, I don't think you'll, you know, if it's true that Hurricane has 22 transfers, no, you're not going to see anything like that in Kentucky. But a team that's in Ashland's class, Corbin this year, uh, that got four transfers from Somerset High School, a nearby high school, two of which have already signed with Michigan and another with Penn State. So these guys can play, (laughs) you know, Uh, and and we're going to have to face them somewhere down the line. You've got Boyle County down there around uh, Danville and uh, and just outside of Lexington. They go over and they raid the city school Danville. That's why Danville's not as good as they normally are. Boyle County went over and raided there, got four or five players from them. So it's a something's got to be done in high school sports to stop all these transfers. And, and um, are they legal transfers? Well, I guess you know according to the. High school athletic associations in Kentucky and West Virginia, I guess they are. And same thing in Ohio. You know, same thing happens in, in at Ironton or uh, a school in Cincinnati or Columbus or whatever the case may be. Something's got to give um, pretty soon or it's just going to be turning into college recruiting. And, you know, you come over here, little Jimmy, and, and you're going to start at the halfback or you're going to start at forward or whatever the case may be. It's... It's not as bad as in Kentucky as it is in West Virginia because West Virginia, they just they basically opened the floodgates and said, okay, you can transfer anywhere you want to for one year. Nothing's going to be said. I don't know how you can get by with that. I swear to goodness, I don't know how you can get by with that, Paul. I, I think the problem here is uh, in, in, in theory, you're giving kids opportunities to go elsewhere. In practice, we're seeing 
a high school version, possibly, and this isn't all schools, but a high school version of the transfer portal. And you know, high school, oh, yeah. yeah, high school, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what the repercussions are. And and honestly, if we didn't have multiple scores like this on you know, on Friday night last week, we might not be talking about it like this. And of course, each case is different. You know, I'm I might sound like I'm defending Billy Seals, but again. Billy tried to do everything he could to not run right. the score up and still play the game. Other than just taking a knee, you can't tell your team to take a knee. People did not come no, yeah, to the game to, to just watch their, 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 their kids take a knee. And they ran the clock when they could in the fourth. They shortened the quarters. Yeah, so some, some situations are different. But I was kind of curious just what the take is as far as how Kentucky differs from West Virginia, what maybe what Kentucky does better, because there are a lot of there's a lot of football being played in Kentucky. Very, very big state when it comes to high school football. So I know some of this stuff yes. has to happen. Oh yeah, and it does. I mean, not only here in eastern Kentucky and you can go down into the mountains and get with Pikeville and Belfry and they get transfers in each and every year. And then you can go to Lexington where it's wide open. Lexington's mostly like uh, like the whole state of West Virginia. It really doesn't matter where you live in the, in the Fayette County area in Lexington. You can go to about any school you want to. They don't really have districts, so to speak. <laughs> and Louisville yeah. is, you know, Louisville's kind of like the same way, except that Louisville is uh, bordered by Indiana and Ohio, so they can go across the river, in Ohio, you know, the Ohio River, and the team that we faced last year, Christian Academy, uh, in the state semifinals, they had players from Indiana, and they had a, uh, and they had one from Ohio. So, and that, I know that's a private school, and it's you know governed differently, but nevertheless, they're transfers, <laughs> and, and we don't you know here in Eastern Kentucky, if you're an Ashland, Raceland, or Russell, or Greenup, or East or West Carter, we don't have that ability to go over there and, you know, cross over the border and go to Huntington High and say, hey, little Jimmy and Johnny, come over here and play for us. <laughs> you know, it just, it just, it's not as bad as it is in West Virginia. I just didn't understand the high school athletic association there in West Virginia, just opening the floodgates and letting everybody transfer wherever they want for, you know, one time. Well, just, let, the legislature, make the, sense. the state legislature had a, a lot to do with that as well. So, uh you can, you can thank lawmakers for that one, Dickie. Okay, well, we'll blame that's them as a problem. well. That, that, you know, they need to keep. Honestly, Paul, they need to keep their nose out of it. They're state legislatures. They don't govern high school athletics. You have an athletic association there in West Virginia, much like you do in Kentucky, and I know it happens all over the country. State legislatures get get their nose into it. Well, then why do you have a high school athletic association? If you're going to say, okay, it's okay to do this and to do that, but not do this and not do that, you know, keep your nose out of high school athletics and take care of the taxes and the road conditions and all that kind of stuff, that that's what you're sent to, to Charleston or Frankfurt to do. Do your job. Dickie Martin, he'll be doing his job tonight. He'll be calling the Ashland Tomcats, taking on Bardstown. That's going to be on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Next week, we'll be talking about, hopefully, a 4-0 Ashland Tomcats squad and a big matchup against Russell. That's next week. Right. we got Bardstown tonight. I'll be listening. Hope, hopefully, it's going to be a fun game for you and a victory for the Tomcats.
Well, I hope so, because we're driving a heck of a long way, by golly. I'll tell you that. 175 or 80 miles one way. <laughs> so uh, it's a three-hour trip, and we're going to – we hope we can come back with a win. I don't want to go down there for nothing, I can tell you that. we got we got to win the football game get better. Plan appropriately. Go, go ahead. Make sure you have snacks in your bag. Plan appropriately. Yes, I got you. Dickie Martin, my guest. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Stuck in a state of falling behind, struggling to keep up with kids, finances, insurance, and life? Well, let your State Farm agent help you simplify and get to a better state. With State Farm handling your auto, home, and life insurance, you'll have more time to handle everything else. More money, too. Adding State Farm policies can earn discounts that could add up to 40% help you get ahead. Call an agent today and get to a better state with State Farm. In Huntington, Ray Crabtree, 304-736-8181. In Lavalette, Jason Elkins, 304-529-7555. And in Charleston, Lisa Godwin, 304-984-0000. Gran Turismo in Michelin. Keep your dreams in motion with Labor Day savings between August 23rd and September 12th. Get up to $110 total savings via reward card or virtual prepaid card after online submission with the purchase of four select Michelin passenger or light truck tires. $70 tire rebate on all tire lines plus $40 bonus rebate on Michelin cross climate two tires only. Gran Turismo based on a true story exclusively in theaters. Call TikTok Tire today to take advantage of the savings. TikTok Tire 2102 3rd Avenue Huntington. www.michelinman.com forward slash auto forward slash deals promotions and rebates for complete details. Metro Community Federal Credit Union has been serving the Huntington community for 70 years and is proud to announce our newest location in Lavalette. We look forward to bringing the residents of Wayne County a modern banking facility, a full range of services, advanced technology, expert financial advice, community involvement, and even a smart coffee kiosk cafe. Learn more about Metro Community Federal Credit Union online at metrocommunityfcu.com. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. Now in Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Rust-Oleum's Stops Rust 5-in-1 Spray Paint is the first ever adjustable spray paint can. Choose from five different spray settings so you can get a professional finish on every project. A can is just $6.49 each after 11% rebate. Good through September 10th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. This is Coach Charles Hoff, head football coach of your Thundering Herd. And he is drilled. Was it Owen Porter? Yes, it is. He flew in like Superman from behind and drilled Poffenbarger. The season is in full swing now, and believe it or not, it's time to make your plans for homecoming 2023. It's coming up September 30th against Old Dominion. Don't miss out. The time is now. We need for you to be right there with us in the zone. Get your tickets at HerdZone.com. Oh, hi. Do you know what this is the sound of? It's the sound of me getting rewarded for doing my part to prevent wildfires. See, right now I'm getting a big, remarkably heartfelt bear hug from Smokey Bear. Thanks, big guy. And now we're shaking. Okay. First, I made sure there were no low-hanging branches when I set up my campfire. Hey, Smokey, let me down for just a second. I need to make sure everyone can hear this. Uh, There we go. (laughs) Then, when we were packing up to leave, I drowned out my campfire, stirred it, drowned it out again, and then made sure to feel it if it was cold. Oh, Smokey Bear really loves it when you do that, don't you, Smokey? Oh, he lets his hugs do the talking. 
Visit SmokeyBear.com to learn tips to prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Let's welcome to the program now Jason Toy, who will have the call of Cabell Midland versus Ironton. This game is going to be on Saturday, and it's going to be at a special place in the Tri-State, Jones C. Edwards Stadium. When's the last time we ever saw a high school football game at Jones C. Edwards Stadium? Never. This Never. This is the very first time. First time. This is a two-year deal. How'd this come about for those who maybe don't remember or didn't know yeah, why? Because I got a call the other day. Hey, why are they playing at, at, at the Marshall Stadium? I got that call. You might have got it as well. Well, I talked to uh, uh, talking to Coach Sammons, and that was my, one of my first questions I asked him about it in our pregame interview. Was how did this all come together? And it was something that you know, and he was frankly honest. It was Midlands had a hard time, just like every other team around here in AAA, and that eventually before a next year of trying to find that tenth game. You know, they had only had nine on the schedule. They talk. They have been talking to Ironton in the past about trying to get things worked out. They had things lined up and worked out for it, and now uh, they're able to get it together. And then uh, they talked to uh, somebody said, "Why not, you know, Marshall? Because they're not on the road. They're on the road. Stadium's going to be open." And I guess the everybody approached uh, uh, Christian Spears, the athletic director, over with Marshall on it, and kind of set the stage for it. He's like, "Yeah, why not? Let's go for it. I think it's a really good thing. You know, the stadium's only used what five or six times a year for." football games for Marshall, uh, maybe a weekend for the Turf Bowl, the Marshall Marathon finish line, and you know a band competition. So it's good to be able to utilize that stadium for more things like this. And this is the first time a high school football game will be played in there, which is going to be really, really cool. Uh, and it's a perfect neutral site, and that was the thing. It was a good neutral site for both teams to meet up at, and it's uh, you know you build a nice theme around it with the, a border battle. And, uh, yeah, it's a two-year deal. They're going to do it this year and next year. And uh, I, I'm teams aside, I'm excited about the fact that, you know, we got a high school game and let these kids have an opportunity to play on a big setting in a big stadium with a big screen, you know, big screen video board and everything else to go along with it. And it's just going to be a great atmosphere. Ironton's a designated home team for this one. And then next year, it'll be Cabell Midland designated yeah. home team. So the two sides will flip. They'll get the chance to be in the big locker room at least once you know, each year as far as the Marshall locker room, the yeah. big locker room. So, so how's I, that working? I thought maybe that, okay, this is going to be kind of cool. You guys you guys using the Marshall locker rooms yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, actually, Midland is going to use the indoor facility. They oh, just, they just okay. want to use that. They're going to use the indoor um, facility. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I believe Irons is going to use the visiting locker room. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, talking to, to Coach Sammons about it, he's like, yeah, we just want to use that. It's something – you know, they could spread out a little bit on. It's away from everything, and you know, I'll be able to do that. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So I kind of thought the thrill of actually sitting in that Marshall locker room might, <laughs> well, uh, you know, be I, appealing. Being the first time, I think, you know, they don't want to have to move all the stuff out of the lockers I gotcha. and do all that. And, you know, the visiting locker room's empty because it's emptied out after each game yes. and cleaned out. And um, I think and, – and then doing it over on the other side, too. I heard somebody brought up a good idea. If this is good, if this works out well – 
how nice would it be when they do construction, more construction on the other end zone, like they're talking about doing, putting sky suites in or whatever, if they were able to build out and put like two more locker rooms over there and you can do things like this, or you could host maybe a back-to-back game night, you know, type thing, or you could try to go for a state championship type thing. So multiple locker uh, rooms. I think this is a good first run. I like it. And of course you mentioned all the, the cool things that are happening with the new scoreboard and everything. And, uh, I'm curious to see how exciting it's going to be atmosphere-wise with the video presentation. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, my understanding is it's going to be video presentation that's going to be based on the game. It's not you know, not going to be that generic Marshall branding. Or yeah, it's going to make be, it generic. Yep, it's going to be that. And actually, uh, you know, our Kindred Digital Sports is doing the game. And actually, we're providing the video for the for the board, which is going to be kind of cool. So they're going to uh, – Marshall's um, uh, the production folks there – are going to be utilized. You know, we're going to take our feed from it and use that video part of it. And I'm sure they'll put the placard up there of the the border battle yeah. and both teams. And because it, it truly has, it is a neutral site. You know, granted, it's in West Virginia and Cabell Midlands, the West Virginia team, but this is a neutral site game. And I, you know, you got such a huge tradition in football with Ironton. You know, you, it dates back a hundred years in, in football. And Midland continues to build their traditions up. You know, Coach Sammons has been there many, many years now, but he's built, uh, kind of rebuilt things in the aspect that they, you know, into a championship caliber team year in and year out. And uh, it's just a lot of pageantry, I think, will go along with it. It's going to be really cool. The bands will be performing. Midland Band, which is, what, 11-time state champions, they're going to be performing too, which is going to be fun. Um, and I think if the rain holds off, which you know, there's a chance it might rain, but uh, I think we're going to have a fantastic crowd there uh, for the game. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. The Ironton Band, the Million Dollar Band. Yes. So they'll both be performing. That's going to be. We cool. may have a rumble, right? A little battle of the bands going on between the two. You know, I recently saw a Drumline again, so I'm <laughs> I'm down for that. Actually, You're down with that? <laughs> yeah, I'm completely down with that. Good movie, by the way. If you've never seen Drumline, it's a it's a great look at college athletics as far as the band concerned. Have you seen Drumline? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Been a while. It's been yeah. It was a long while, and I saw it again. I'm looking at all the actors who have gotten a lot older since, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like Nick Cannon, like Nick Cannon, <laughs> yeah. exactly. One of my favorite shows, Wild and Out. I love watching that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would watch that a many a night when I'm in a, a hotel room somewhere. Like if I if I was traveling somewhere, yeah. and they only had like seven channels, <laughs> and like VH1's one of them. Yeah, and there it is. It's always there. Always yep. there. Always there. Jason Toys with me. He's got the call of Cabell Midland and Ironton. That's coming up to tomorrow at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Both teams undefeated, so one team will go home unhappy. Should be a great crowd from both Ironton and Cabell Midland fan bases. What do you see from this matchup? What What do you like? I mean, I think you look at it on for, for Ironton. They have got uh, offensively, they can throw it, they can run it, they've got speed. They always have great offensive lines uh, to make things happen. So uh, Midland's defense has to Midland's defense is solid through the middle. Uh, they've been tested deep on the pass, so they have really got to be on their toes when it comes to uh, to things with uh, the Ironton offense because they will spread it out and they will power ball too as well. So they've got talent all over that field uh, for Ironton. So Midland will have to be defensively continue to get pressure up the middle, but they got to protect the outsides. They can't allow Ironton to get outside or go deep. Uh, I think on the other side of that too, for Cabell Midland, they've got an offense that is explosive. I mean, last week against Spring Valley, uh, over what almost 500 yards of offense, they had a lot of stuff called back because of the mistakes. You know, they had penalties or they had fumbles or things like that. If they can nick, nip the uh, the mistakes that they had in that game against Spring Valley, control emotions in this game, 
Uh, I think it's going to be a very, very good contest between both sides of the football. So it's going to be a going to be a whole lot of fun to watch the talent on the field. You know, we've seen we, there's Division One talent for Midland. There's obviously Division One talent uh, for Ironton that's going to be showcased out there. And I just think this is a great. And I thought Coach Salmon said it perfectly. This is great. This is great for both teams. It's fantastic. You're going to have great quality opponents on both sides of the football. But for the community, this is really, really big. This is really cool because it's going to bring the communities together. And you know, Ironton and and the folks in the uh, and you know Southeast Ohio and West Virginia are going to be able to come together and have a fun time at the football field coming your way tomorrow night. We'll have it for you, video stream, of course, as well, but you can listen to it on the radio. We always push the radio. 97.9 The River, Jason Toy will have the call. I will see you soon. Thanks, buddy. Coming up next is the voice of the Huntington Highlanders, Christian Palmer. The Highlanders off this week, but a lot of controversy about last week's victory. And I know a lot of high scores across the state. I think Huntington's been getting singled out maybe unfairly in this mess because of the fact that, one, they're really not full of kids that have transferred in, and two, Billy Seals tried his very best to make sure that that game clock ran as much as possible, as fast as possible, and he took the starters out early in that game. Yeah, I don't really think that you can blame Huntington too, too much for the game, Paul, and, you know, you hit on a few things there. They condensed the second half to just 12 minutes, and usually that's your time for a quarter. So they had a six-minute third quarter, a six-minute fourth quarter, and a rolling clock in the fourth quarter. So the fourth quarter was really just like, I don't know, five or so plays, it seemed like, flew by. And yeah, Huntington, I mean, the game just started off, kick return for a touchdown, they have their kickoff, That kickoff is fumbled. Next play, they score again. So three plays in, they were already up 14 to nothing. And, you know, midway through the first quarter, the starting offense was out. Backup quarterback was in. And, you know, it got to 86 to nothing. It it was an ugly game. But when you have those backups on the team who are at practice every day, you know, you got to give those guys some time to shine. And you want them to be ready in case you need them. Second half, no one scored, so Billy Seals, again, trying to make sure that he finished the game as fast as we possibly could within the rules. At the same time, try not to show those kids up. And both coaches, to their credit, went and talked to each other afterwards or at halftime. They they settled that. It wasn't one of those where, no, we're going to continue this and just blow you out. I mean, Nobody benefited from it at this point. Now, across the state, we've seen crazy scores, and there's a lot of conversation. You know, being in one of those games, you know, what do you think about now the renewed focus on how West Virginia handles the transfer rule, which, again, Huntington really hasn't taken advantage of? No, they they really have not. And one player that uh, a lot of people are singling out, and, uh, you know, I think that it doesn't hurt that this is – one of Huntington's very best players, Wayne Harris, who actually had his birthday last Friday night, scored a a couple of touchdowns on his birthday, so that was a nice present for him. He played his first two years in high school at South Charleston. However, he is originally from Huntington, so, you know, moved back to where he grew up. So not at all like most of the instances where kids are transferring halfway across the state just for football, he was moving back to to where he was from. And, you know, to kind of, 
you know, give a further answer on, on my thoughts on all of this. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like people transferring all around. You know, I, I was never good enough to have this problem whenever I was playing, but I was always of the mindset like, man, I would just hate to leave all of my friends and school, the place that I've been at my, you know, whole life just to, you know, maybe get a couple of more looks at this school. Maybe I'm going to get two more wins and three more touchdowns. I I don't like it at all. And we've seen it across the state. And in today's high school football landscape in West Virginia, there are some very, very strong teams and some very, very poor teams. And, you know, just... Uh, I about said not too long ago. It's starting to get long ago. I was in high school, you know, about a decade ago. And there were some teams that were down then. We had a couple of big blowout wins. But most Friday nights, they were close games. Certainly not 86-point differentials. Christian Palmer joining us. He can cover Sunnington High for us here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Joining us now with a preview of Saturday action is Matt Perry, Spring Valley 0-2 at Jefferson 1-1. This is the first time in a long time that I've said Spring Valley at 0-2. And Matt now joins us to give us a preview of tomorrow's matchup. You can listen to on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. Matt When's the last time Spring Valley was 0-2? Um, is the answer never? It's been a very long time. Uh, I've been covering Spring Valley for Kindred for seven years and off and on before that for nearly a decade, and I've never seen an 0-2 start. Or at least to my recollection, I have never seen an 0-2 start. What do you attribute just the schedule being a little tougher than usual for a young team? What do you attribute this to? Uh, a perfect storm. As uh, When we talked two weeks ago about Spring Valley and Huntington, uh, you were facing, it was a reloading team versus a rebuilding team. Uh, Coach Brad Dingus and everybody with the Spring Valley football program has made no secret that they are young, they are rebuilding, they are trying to get these young men in the correct positions to win football games. And when you start off the season with your two biggest rivals, and one of them being the reigning and defending state champions, you're behind the eight ball right off the bat. Uh, they played much better last week against Cabell Midland. It was a hard-fought game that Midland uh, that Midland came away with. But Spring Valley showed a lot of promise last week after uh, a blowout loss to Huntington. Uh, but we've seen what Huntington is capable of, so maybe that wasn't as bad as we first initially thought. This week, the challenge is Jefferson. As I mentioned, they're one and one, but Jefferson, no disrespect to the program, definitely not Cabell Midland, definitely not Huntington. Is this the week that maybe Spring Valley gets on the winning side and, and starts to get a roll going? Well, with a young team, uh, this, this can be used at any level of football, whether you're talking about the NFL, college, or high school. Every week is a crapshoot. Usually with a veteran team, you know what to expect week in and week out. This young team, they're taking their longest road trip of their lives to play a football game. Uh, Mike and I are, you know, in the middle of that trip. I'm in Flintstone, Maryland right now, uh, trying to get to Shenandoah Junction, West Virginia. And so uh, it's about a six and a half hour drive from Huntington. Um, These kids are leaving school early on Friday. They are going on a bus, stay the night in a hotel, and then tomorrow afternoon they have to be ready to play a ball game against a team that they know very little about. Jefferson and Spring Valley have met one time previous within the playoffs last year, and Spring Valley is still smarting from that upset loss 
to Jefferson. So I would like to think, uh, as uh, as a Spring Valley, as someone that follows Spring Valley, that this could be the week that they get in the W column. But there's so many unknowns that uh, we're just going to have to wait till one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. The game again will be on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5. The Planet, Matt Perry's with us. Mike Myers will join him on the broadcast tomorrow. We'll also hopefully be talking here in the next few weeks about a resurgent Spring Valley team because I can't accept 0-3. I've never in my lifetime remembered a time when Spring Valley started off the season 0-3. I mean, there have been stretches where there have been some struggles, but at the same time, this is not what I'm used to when it comes to Timberwolves football. But the good news here is you play Cabell Midland, you play Huntington, two of the best teams in the state of West Virginia. You come out of those games, I think you have an opportunity to win probably a a good portion of the rest of your games. And, And that's not trying to sugarcoat this here. No, you're not trying to sugarcoat it, and it is what it is. Uh, next week, they have to play Hurricane. Again, that's a team that just scored 90 points in a football game. Um, now, their competition wasn't necessarily the strongest, but Hurricane is a powerhouse. They've made themselves a powerhouse over the last couple of years. They've taken advantage of uh, some transfers that have come into their school. And so Spring Valley, if they lose on Saturday afternoon, there is a real possibility that you could be looking at 0-4. And Spring Valley has not been 0-3 nor 0-4 for about 15 years. It was before Brad Dingus took over as the head football coach of Spring Valley. Um, The good news for Spring Valley supporters and for the program is that when this murderer's row is finished, uh, they get get some uh, very winnable games, quite frankly. They play South Charleston, and this is in no particular order. They play South Charleston, Capitol, Riverside, uh, St. Albans, teams that realistically uh, Spring Valley could get to five or six wins and find themselves in the playoffs. Now Perry joins me the game tomorrow. It's a Saturday contest. Matt's going to be missing the Marshall game, but that's okay. If you want to watch the Marshall game and keep your ear on Spring Valley, you can do so on our sister station. That is really easy to find. It's on 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. Matt Perry will be joined by Mike Myers. That's going to be our game tomorrow. Matt, safe travels. We'll hear from you tomorrow, and let's hope that we bring back a Spring Valley win. Sounds great. Thanks for having me as always. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Hey, Tri-State. Frank's Place, formerly Centers in Saints Bar, is under new ownership. Stop on by and check out Happy Hour from 4 to 6 p.m. and other daily specials. If you're a sports fan, they have what you need. Coming up from the NCAA Tournament, Major League Baseball to the XFL. And listen up. If you're a first responder, stop by Frank's Place and check out the specials they have for you. Frank's Place, located at the River Place Plaza next to Fratelli's. Check them out on Facebook for weekly updates and specials. Frank's Place, your home away from home. Now is the time to add on a new bathroom or remodel your old one with the latest up-to-date bathroom fixtures from Mutual Wholesalers, 710 Fifth Street, Huntington. Come in today to Mutual Wholesalers' beautiful showroom and see how your new bathroom will look. Check out Acre by Max. Have a new bathroom this year. Mutual Wholesalers, locally owned and operated, 710 Fifth Street, Huntington. Call 304-525-9118. 
Glockner's annual Ultimate Tailgate Event is here. And you can make the buy of the year with special event savings and Glockner's lowest live market prices on the season's best inventory. We make it easy to shop because we never inflate our prices in hopes of winning a negotiating contest. No tricks, games, or hidden fees. Plus, get a cash offer for your trade above current market value in less than 15 minutes during the Ultimate Tailgate Event. We make it easy at Glockner.com. Okay, next time you're at the store, I dare you to not think about the unmistakable fresh, clean scent of Irish Spring. Yeah, you heard me. I want you to resist picturing a shower filled with those sensational Irish Spring suds. And if you succeed, well, you got what my gramps used to call resolutitude. Not a real word, but let's be honest, you're probably going to end up leaving with Irish Spring. Because of its irresistible scent, and because you have zero resolutitude. Pick up Irish Spring today. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're less than a day away, Marshall. Taking on ECU, we're going to have that game for you. Kickoff is set for 4 o'clock. We go on the air three hours early with college football today. I'll be at Gina Vonnie's 20th Street. Looking forward to seeing you there tomorrow. And don't forget, after the game, stick around. We have our post-game report where if Marshall wins or loses, you'll find out about all of the reactions from everyone, how well the herd does or how well they didn't. You'll find out about it because definitely we get a lot of calls and a lot of text on the game. I hope you can be a part of that. That's all tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank my guest first and foremost. I want to thank Dickie Martin, the voice of the Ashland Tomcats. Jason Toy will have the call of the Cabell Midland Knights tomorrow. Also, Matthew Perry. He's got the Spring Valley game tomorrow. And Christian Palmer, who calls Huntington High. He's off tonight. He's off tonight. I'll be with him. I'll be with Woody Woodrum. We're all going to be at Giovanni's 20th Street tomorrow. Looking forward to it. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great night, everyone. Introducing In Your Business, a podcast highlighting thriving Huntington area businesses. Presented by Moses Auto Mall. Online at mosesmeansmore.com. In Your Business tells the story of Huntington's successes and where you can gain invaluable insights and advice from seasoned entrepreneurs. Produced by Kindred Communications and the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce, find it on kindredcom.net, huntingtonchamber.org, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.